action. All right, what's up, y'all? It's your girl Malika checking in with another episode of From the Block Podcast. How's everyone feeling? We good? We straight? We Gucci? Yay. Okay, so first of all, thank you so much, Professor Catherine, for allowing me to do this. So today's topic is a really um, special topic because we're going to be talking about birth control through the lens of RJ, which is reproductive justice. And I'll explain all of that later. Um, so, you know, it's super important for women's voices to be heard. So, of course, you know, I, I, I wish I was already thinking this, but I definitely need to make a part two and just feature more women to share their experience because, you know, it's 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 amazing. Absolutely. So, um, my personal experience with birth control. So I actually I do not say birth control. <laughs> yeah. So, OK, so. For ever since I started my menstrual cycle, so that's when I was in middle school, I've always struggled with irregular periods my whole entire life. And whenever I would talk to like my gynecologist, the first thing that she would just push in my face is birth control. Now, all of my friends, they started taking birth control at a really young age. And just seeing their experience and also like, if you know me, I'm a researcher. So researching right I just was like I don't I don't know if this is like for me so back in 2021 right (laughs) true story it was my senior year of undergrad for five months I did not see my cycle now I know what you're thinking because I was thinking the same thing too but thank god it wasn't (laughs) so when I went to the gynecologist right at first I was like okay cool you know Maybe I should just try this birth control thing out. This was back in 2021. I was like, maybe I should just try this thing out and let's see if I can, you know, get my period back. When I tell you, those three months, I think it was, that was hell for me, literally. First of all, my mood swings were literally out of this world. And then on top of that, right, my weight gain. Oh, y'all, I'm 5'2". Why was my weight? It was it was well, I'm not gonna say my weight, but it was like really, really uh the scale definitely went up. And overall, like I just didn't like how I was feeling. So I was like, you know what? Okay, but maybe this just isn't for me. Maybe I can try like like research more like holistic ways to just get my body back. So mind you, right, time goes on, I'm off the pill, right? And I get my cycle. True story. This all happened in 2021. I get my cycle. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then all of a sudden, right, I have Okay, so of course, like I know what a period cramp is because I've dealt with, with periods my like my whole entire life. But one day, right, this pain was just so bad to where I remember I threw up like four times, like I almost passed out. And my dad took me to the hospital, coming to find out, guess what I had? An ovarian cyst rupture. That means when you have cysts in your ovaries and then they just like rupture. Yeah, so <laughs> I was thinking like, damn, was this because I took birth control or is this like another option? So when I went back to my gynecologist, she was like, oh, well, I can give you another option of like another type of birth control pill. And um, hopefully that can just like just stop your periods for good. And I was like, hmm, I think I need to do more research, but I don't think I should be stopping my periods for good. Like not not yet. So um, (laughs) as of now, yeah, I, I just... I kind of wish, like, looking back, I would just, like, went with my instincts. But, yeah, guys, no birth control for me. So, 
real quick. So what are the different forms of birth control? So I feel like even before we even start to talk about, you know, the different forms of birth control, um, I think it's important that I explain what ovulation is. So ovulation is the release of an egg from your ovary into your fallopian tube. So when you are about to ovulate um well actually no let me not even say that so typically right when you do ovulate it's about 13 to 14 days before the start of your menstrual uh cycle so the egg right um is going to be released and when it travels down to the fallopian tube um and let's say you know you decide to have unprotected sex um that's where you kind of are going to encounter an issue because when the sperm and the egg meet that's when it becomes fertilized and then when that happens then you got to like sit down for nine months but even before we get to there right um I think it is really important for you to be able to track and know when you are ovulating but okay so like I said for me right when I when what lets me know when I'm ovulating is I have the flow app so I put in all my information on there and by information I mean like when was the start of my last period um you know when was the start um no yeah when when was the start of my last period and that basically like just you know I don't know it just does something and it just lets me know um yep it's that time of the month or you're in the green zone or no girl you was in the red zone so what are the different forms of birth control so you have the traditional birth control pills which okay there there are different pills but what I what I will say though is that it's really important that you're really disciplined when taking those pills so let's say if you take them at like 7 p.m. right on a Tuesday you is when Wednesday comes you can't take it at 12 p.m. like it's going to be really ineffective so if 7 p.m. is your time then that is your time and you need to be really consistent and really really disciplined so you have an IUD. So basically an IUD is a tiny device that you put into your uterus to prevent um, pregnancy. It is long-term. It is reversible. So let's say you're like, mm, I'm not really feeling this. I just want it out. It can absolutely happen. Um, From what I hear, it is kind of painful. But yeah, um, from what I hear, it is kind of painful. So, but hey, you know, goes back to what I'm saying. Always do your research. Um, You have a vaginal ring. So... It's, it's, it is a small, soft plastic ring that you place inside of your vagina. Yes, you can put a new ring in by yourself, but in IUD, you're going to have to go to your gynecologist and put that in so, so they can put it in for you. Okay, now we have the shot. Um, all right, no shade to those that have taken the shot, but from, from what I've heard, right, it a lot of weight gain definitely occurs um afterwards but it's different for everybody which it's really important to know that everybody's bodies is different so um the implant right is a small soft piece of plastic placed under the skin and a woman on a woman's upper arm so it's going to contain the hormone called pro progesterone and um the implant works by stopping your ovaries from releasing an egg um, and then, so I know we have male condoms, right? Which I think is also important to note that with male condoms, so you always want to put it on when the guy is erect. And then 
once um it's on, you always want to like pinch the top to just leave space, you know, at the top for when he ejaculates. So, you know, you don't want to make it too tight. And then also to you also, you also want to make sure it fits because you don't want it to like slip off or break or anything like that. And then you have a female condom as well. So, um, yes, it is different than a male condom and it's a barrier method of contraceptive. It's, it's a barrier method of contraception, right? Worn inside the vagina so with the female condom you're gonna like place it inside the like like the vagina opening and then you know yeah um so i do want to mention that it's really imperative to do research when picking out the best birth control and see i can't necessarily tell you what's good or what's bad but what i will tell you is that a good doctor um is not going to push anything in your face without properly explaining the side effects. So as I mentioned, right, we're going to be talking about birth control through the lens of RJ. So what is RJ? Well, RJ stands for reproductive justice. So reproductive justice was a movement created by black women, and it basically advocates and pushes to the forefront reproductive rights and social justice. So they stand on three pillars. So the right to parents in safe communities, the right to have children, and the right to not have children. So our so when we talk about community, right? Um, community and socioeconomic status play a really huge part when trying to obtain birth control. So there are many factors that come into consideration. So for example, Let's say a young woman, right, comes from a marginalized community with limited resources. Um, how is she supposed to get properly educated on, you know, the right birth controls? Or what's what's the difference between a birth control and, and uh, emergency contraceptive pill? Or what if she comes from a, you know, low socioeconomic background and has little money to add to her co-payment for birth control? You know, how is she supposed to get any? So... What is birth control, right? Let's just break this down real quick in simple terms. So birth controls, a.k.a., you know, contraceptives, is the use of medicine, devices, or surgery to prevent pregnancy. So what are the different forms of birth control? Well, there are a lot, so I'm just going to just quickly, you know, go through them. So you have your regular birth control pills. You have an IUD. You have the implant. You have the patch, the shot vaginal ring male and female condoms and um i mean males can get vasectomy so like that's another form of birth control too so although there are some rare cases i do want to note that hormonal birth control is more than 99 percent effective at preventing pregnancies so plan b's right we hear this all over social media we hear it in songs all of that. So um, I'm happy that, you know, a lot of y'all know what Plan B is. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of people don't know, you know, some things that are attached to it. So for starters, um, Plan B is not a like a regular hormonal birth control. So it's not like you like just wake up and you're one day and you're like, OK, yeah, I'm gonna take Plan B every day at 7 p.m. Like it doesn't work like that. So it's an emergency contraceptive. So, for example, we see a lot of women say like, oh, my gosh, I just had sex raw, but it's OK. I'm going to just take a plan B and, you know, we're going to be straight. Um, 
if you are over 165 pounds, then Plan B is ineffective. But not to worry, because another emergency contraceptive pill called Ella, um, which is really similar to Plan B, works just as fine for, you know, women that are over 165 pounds. Um, and also another important thing, too. So Plan B does not thicken. Okay, so all Plan B does, right, it thickens the like the outer layer of the vagina. So it's hard for sperm to travel. However, right, that does not mean that the sperm cannot travel or it has not traveled already to the fallopian tube. So, ladies, if you are ovulating, right, um, and he's just like, when are you raw? <clears throat> I might want to sit down for nine months <laughs> because it might it, it might not work. I don't know, but I I do want to just make it clear that if you are ovulating and you do decide to have um unprotected sex, just be very careful. I wouldn't I wouldn't not I listen. I wouldn't advise you to have unprotected sex if you are ovulating. And if you're wondering, right, how can I track my ovulation? So. I mean, there are different things that your body will tell you, right, if you're ovulating. But um, the most easiest tactic for me is I have the Flow app. So it basically just tracks your, like, ovulation days. It tracks when, you know, you're expected to have your cycle, when you're in the green zone, the red zone. Yeah. So y'all remember last summer when there was a lot of chaos on social media and also in the streets as well when um, Roe versus Wade got overturned? So... I know that there were a lot of like questions and, you know, different scenarios that popped up. So I do want to kind of just like talk about that for a little bit. So last summer when Roe versus Wade was overturned, that was a very scary and heartbreaking time, especially if you live in a real conservative state. So I do want to note that the decision of Roe versus Wade does not make contraceptives illegal. So you still have a constitutional right to obtain birth control. However, according to PewTrust.org, many conservative states such as like Mississippi and Missouri, right, have made it really hard to obtain contraceptives by limiting um, how much state and federal um, like money um, clinics can have. And also, like, and by clinics, right, I mean, like, abortion clinics, you know, doctor's office. Um, yeah. So, like, even if you're a woman and, you know, you do have insurance, you do have money, right? But if you live in those states, although it's not illegal to obtain birth control, it just, it just makes it very difficult. So, when it comes to learning about birth control, it's no surprise that the public school system does not teach us a lot of things and you know a proper information about birth control is one of them so how many of y'all have been in a situation where a guy has said you know oh the condom doesn't fit but like it's not that big of a deal or like oh yeah the condom expired but you know like who cares like we don't even need a condom it feels better raw yeah so um <laughs> Yeah, so if you've ever been in, like, that situation, it's cool. It's a no-judgment zone, but I really need you to understand that it's really important to obtain, you know, proper knowledge about how, you know, um, our reproductive organs work and, you know, what's cool and what's not cool. So, yeah, if a condom doesn't fit, 
then you need to tell him to go get another one. And if he's trips, then, like, you know, that's not the guy for you. And if he pulls out an expired condom, I mean, let's just keep it real. If you have an expired condom, I just feel like you have no control over your life. And I just don't think you should be having sex. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also, too, like, if it's a used condom, I mean, sis, this is, we can make better choices. It's okay. But I'm not shaming you, though. But, yeah, just, what are you doing? So, yeah. Um... Oh, yeah. Also, too, if you tell a guy like, hey, you know, I'm ovulating right now and I just don't think it's a good time to have sex. And if he looks at you as if like you're crazy, I mean, it goes back to like the us learning about, you know, how re- how our reproductive organs um work. It's it's cool to have agency over your life. It's cool to say, yeah, maybe this is just you're not the guy for me and maybe we should just not be engaging in any sexual activity right now. So. Although it's easy to solely blame the public school system for lack of knowledge, um, you know, it goes a little deeper than just pointing the finger at the public school system. So if you live in a marginal marginalized area, most of the time, um, the public so a lot of public school system, they receive budget cuts. And when you receive budget cuts, right, which results to, you know, lack of funding or if you live in a conservative state, then it's hard to, you know, educate the masses. It's hard to really like properly educate the community on, you know, birth control, on, you know, proper reproductive justice rights. So I actually saw an article published by the Dallas Morning newspaper and the state board of education suspended sex education lessons in public schools for the 2023 to 2024 school year. So even apart from the public schools thinking, uh, okay, so even apart from like the public schools, right? And apart from like community centers, you know, receiving lack of funding and Planned Parenthood centers receiving um, lack of funding. Uh, you know, I do also want to highlight, um, and this has actually been going on for decades and it still goes on now, but the, you know, mistrust between black and brown communities and the government. Going back to enslavement days, right? Um, you know, it was really common for the black woman to be basically used as like the test dummies for, you know, medical practice. And most of the times, right, when these, you know, so-called doctors would be, you know, doing all these experimental work on black women, um, there would be no like anesthesia involved. So they were going, black women were going through so much pain just for, you know, to be looked at as a test dummy. And that's, so like when I say that the mistrust between black and brown communities and the like medical industry, the government has been going on for decades. Yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely been going on. Fun fact, y'all. So when I say that medical mistrust and, you know, just mistrust between the government and black and brown communities have been going on for decades. Uh, yeah, for sure. It's been going on for a really long time. So back, so in the 60s, right? Um, so some so a lot of black people accused the government of basically funding contraceptive programs as a way of promoting black genocide. So an alliance developed between black power advocates and cultural conservatives represented by the Catholic Church. So basically they were accusing the government of purposely, you know, spreading information about birth control and purposely putting, you know, like abortion clinics in black and brown communities as a way of trying to, you know, take us out. So I thought that that was like really, really interesting. 
Um, so between medical, you know, malpractice and, you know, disregarding and discriminating a lot of black and brown patients, it's completely understandable as to why a lot of people are apprehensive to take the pill. So that's why I say, like, although we can blame, you know, like lack of funding and, you know, like the public school system for not like properly teaching us, you know, certain things. Um, I do want to also bring like another side to the story and just, you know, let y'all know, like, okay, well, there are other reasons why people are really apprehensive about taking the pill. So should you take birth control? So I know I've listed like a ton of facts about birth control, and I do want to make it very clear that it's completely up to you if you decide that you want to take the pill, if you decide that you want to have an IUD um, or an implant, if you want to have a ring in you, it's completely up to you, your body, your choice. Um, I will say that whatever you do decide to do, really make sure that you properly research all the all the facts. Make sure you research all the side effects. And at the end of the day, you just have to basically, like basically, um, you have to do what's comfortable for you. So... I will so when I mention right side effects, right? Um, I will note that many women have reported seeing like weight gain, um, mood swings, low libido, um, while taking the pill. So that's just some things to keep in mind. But like I said, everything is up to you. And also, like it's also important to note too that not all women take birth control as a you know way to prevent pregnancy. Like some women, you know, they want to regulate their periods. Some women, they just want to stop their periods and. You know, some women have other problems as well. So at the end of the day, it's completely up to you if you want to take birth control or not. Your body, your choice.